Hey, have you heard? The good folks from Farnham are giving away a gorgeous, decked out Farnham 75th anniversary John Deere Gator filled with $1,000 worth of Farnham horse care products. Visit www.farnham.com backslash 75-giveaway to see the prizes and enter for a chance to win. Again, that is www.farnham.com backslash 75-giveaway. Happy 75th anniversary, Farnham. Thank you for always being our partner in horse care. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Hey guys, it is Caitlin Gustav. And today on The Short Score, you will be listening to a special interview with first-time NFR qualifier Douglas Rich. Unofficially, of course, since the 2021 regular season doesn't officially end until Thursday, September 30th. But Douglas healed for fellow NFR qualifier Coy Rallman, who is also a first-timer. We got two NFR rookies roping together, you guys. That's exciting. And you've listened to Coy on the short score previously. But today, you'll hear from Doug on how he and Coy secured their spot and what was the initial driving factor into the final week of the 2021 Pro Rodeo season for Doug, um, which I'll just give you a little snippet right now. Um, Unfortunately, um, Douglas's dad, Lonnie Rich, um, passed away unexpectedly on September 18th. So um, that was, you know, that's hard for anyone to take in. And Doug so graciously Um, shared kind of what happened and how that was a big driving factor for him to finish out the 2021 season as he kind of wanted to go home, um, you know, once he got the call of what happened. So um, his dad's got the best seat in the house to watch him in that little yellow building come December. And I'm going to let Doug and this interview kind of explain all of that and uh, stick around and keep an eye on our pages because we'll have a more in-depth story online um, about Doug and everything that's kind of happened and that that initial driving factors. So enjoy this episode with Douglas Rich. Doug, how does it feel when someone says that you're an NFR qualifier now? How, I mean, how does that feel? <laughs> oh, heck, I don't really know. It feels good, I guess. It's kind of starting to sink in more and more mm-hmm. now that They've updated the standings and everything, and it's more not official yet, but mm-hmm. they got all the money in there. You can see it. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. pretty crazy, really, honestly. Yeah, that's what I was texting Coy because the you know all last weekend I kept after each round and I knew the money. I kept personally like I had everyone's names written down and I was adding all their world standings plus their money they just earned like trying to figure it out and i text koi after that that final round at salinas and i was like i was like is it true like are you guys in the top 15 he's like yep (laughs) like that's so exciting yeah i hadn't really looked at it that close i knew i knew before like the eight man round Mm -hmm. that we still needed to win we needed to get in the top four and still win a little bit yeah but 
but I hadn't figured it that close. And but I think a lot of people had. And then after that, a lot of like Chase Try and Jake Long, they all had it figured. And mm-hmm. kind of turned me and told me that should be in, but I didn't want to get too excited yet because anything could happen. But yeah, especially you know with everyone kind of walking up at these last few rodeos. Um, oh, yeah. But it's it's pretty official, unofficial. I mean, the season doesn't end until Thursday, September thirtieth. But it's you guys are pretty officially in. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, at California Rodeo Salinas, where you guys added over eleven thousand, um, that must have been a huge sigh of relief just from that rodeo, because um, it can't. I mean, it did come down to that final that final round. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It was the last rodeo we could both official. Mm-hmm. So after that, I mean, there wasn't, we couldn't walk up and replace it, Pasadena or anything like that. Like, that was it. That was our final chance. And so I was just happy it, it all worked out. And yeah. We got it got it done, I guess. I told him, I called Coy after that and I told him, I said, hey, I said, next year, maybe let's not wait till the last. <laughs> the last rodeo let's try to maybe get enough one we can get in not have to do it like that again but yeah <laughs> which you guys i mean you guys did try hard i feel like you guys tried hard all summer i know um especially the last time i had koi on the podcast um we kind of talked about your guys's decision not to go to that final round um in salt lake for the wcra because you guys you know we're trying to make the finals um so it's not like you guys weren't trying all summer. <laughs> yeah, we kind of, I messed up a lot at the beginning, kind of mm-hmm. over the fourth. Like I got a leg at Springdale and I got a leg on the second one at the second round of Reno to make the short round and just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Prineville, uh roped a leg on the second one to win maybe second in the second round and second in the average maybe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I messed up quite a bit there at the beginning and then, Maybe about halfway through the summer, I guess we kind of we kind of started catching a little bit, placed a dog then, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of just started catching more. And then it seemed like we was catching and we was drawing pretty good steers and making good runs, and we was being fast enough to place in place decent and maybe one round, and then we placed in the average and. I think, well, I messed up at, like, Lawton still. Mm-hmm. Messed up a lot, really. You get to thinking back on it. But uh, it was just pretty crazy the way it worked. Like, then we got on a little bit of a roll and Canby and all that week. We made some decent runs and was lucky enough to, to win a little bit. And then kind of – then we kind of got looking at it and was like, dang, we still got a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're a little ways back and need to keep doing good, but I mean, we still had a chance, so we didn't want to quit and go home. You know, we still wanted to keep going, so that's what we did. And luckily, I mean, I guess it come down to the final steers, but mm-hmm. it all it all worked out. So you know, after this whole season, what and coming into this, you know, the final week, final two weeks or so, what what was kind of your driving factor to finish out the season? Um, well, I guess, I guess what, what kept me going was on September 18th, uh, my dad passed away Mm -hmm. and it was when I was at Pendleton 
was hanging out there. I think maybe the short round was that day or something. I was hanging out. And, uh, I got the call. My mom called me, and it was unexpected, you know. And mm-hmm. So it was a pretty big shock. And, and then I'm sitting up there in Pendleton, and I'm like, I really, I wanted to go home. Yeah. I wanted to go to Illinois, uh, be with my mom and our family, you know, and stuff up there. And then I was talking to her and she was like, well, when do you want to come home? And I told her, I'm like, well, honestly, I kind of want to come. Like, I was ready to head that way then. And then I got to thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? Dad would want me to finish it. I had one rodeo left, Salinas, mm-hmm. in a couple of days. And uh, I know he would want me to stay out here and finish it. And, uh, so the whole time driving to Salinas, I was just like, whatever happens, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, if we do good and get in, that's great. If not, you know, we had a good year and, you know, everything happens next year, you know, we could learn stuff and, mm-hmm. and go ahead and try it again. But, and then it just seemed like everything fell into place, like, we drilled a good steer on the first one, mm-hmm. made a good run, uh, maybe placed in the round. The second one, drilled another. We drilled the steer that Brenton Hall was 6-9 on that won the first round. Mm-hmm. Just off the barrier a little bit, went and caught another good run. And uh, I think we was 8-3 twice placed mm-hmm. in the second round, second average. And then after that, it was like, you know, we can do it. You know, we got the the toughest part, I think, was making it to the top eight because there was a lot of teams that made great runs mm-hmm. and just put too strong a steer and they didn't make it back. And uh, and then we went second to last in the the eight man. And there was a couple barriers, a couple misses that I feel like a lot of times you would never see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I ended up, I lost a leg actually on the, the third one and still made it back third <clears throat> and then had a, had a decent idea. Maybe we was maybe in, but not for sure. Wanted to, to finish it off and I think I roped another leg and still won third and mm-hmm. got it done. So it was just pretty crazy, crazy to me how it all seemed to just come together and it worked out in our favor and we were pretty fortunate to to be in that spot yeah yeah now was your dad you know did he rope or anything like Mm mm-hmm yeah he roped I mean shoot when I was little Mm -hmm. it was just me and him like he always he headed he didn't heal very much and uh I think he might have been a he might have been like a six in the old number system, five or six, uh-huh. which I think would be like a, I don't know, seven or eight today. He roped pretty good, like in the late 90s and stuff. He roped a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, shoot, if it wasn't for him, I would no way I'd be where I am today because he's turned me so many steers in the practice pen through junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. I mean... He he was a big big part in where I'm at today. Yeah. 
So this, you know, I, I would assume this was kind of a dream for you and your dad. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming your whole family, but definitely uh, you and your dad um, to qualify for the NFR. Yeah. Yeah, it was shoot, ever since I'm little, just like anybody else, mm-hmm. any, anybody else that ropes or rodeos and everything, you know, it's always a dream. And for it to actually happen and be coming true, it's pretty unreal. My mom, she she high school rodeoed and stuff, so she's been around the rope and been a whole part of it my whole life and everything too. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to to I don't know for I guess it to be coming true and to accomplish that goal is just something you don't ever think about it actually happening and then it is and I'm speechless really. I mean I don't. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's what I always look, I mean, I, I'm so terribly sorry that this happened for you and your family, but I, I look at these situations as, like, almost like a God thing, like, mm-hmm. like unfortunately, like, that's so terrible, I hate that for you, but, it, like, it's like a blessing in disguise, like, that yeah. this is all unraveling in front of you. Yeah, it's bittersweet, kind of, but yeah. at the same time, I know he's in a good place, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's watching over me, and my mom and I mean he's gonna see he's got the best seat in the house now (laughs) yeah you know no definitely he is yeah that is I couldn't think of a better seat (laughs) yeah oh man well uh is there anything I mean like you said your dad was really influential with your opening is there anything that really stuck with you that he said to you as far as advice he always I wouldn't say he was hard on me, but he was pretty, pretty like, do the, do the right steps, go through the motions, you know, just don't beat yourself mm-hmm. is his big thing. Because uh, he would always tell me if I missed, he would say, hey, he said, they're not going to pay you anything if you missed. You know, catch the steer, mm-hmm. see what you win, and just, I mean, I guess just pretty much don't beat yourself. He hated that. Yeah. That would make him, he would get so mad at me. <laughs> if I messed up trying to go too fast or, you know, not taking a good shot or just not taking the first available shot, you know, just don't beat yourself would be his, is probably what sticks with me the most. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you, uh, you know, talking about that. I know it's, it's difficult mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, but on a you know on a another note, let's kind of move, switch gears. Uh, you and Coy are obviously NFR rookies, and mm. are a NFR rookie team. Um, yeah. How do you you know what's what's the game plan? Getting ready for the NFR. What are you guys kind of gonna be practicing or preparing as a team for you know since both of you have not ever been. Yeah, I uh, I'm sure you know we'll set up the arena and stuff either at Coy's house or somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I've I've lived with Paul Eves for the past couple of years, and I've watched him practice. Mm-hmm. And I've actually, I mean, I've practiced it the past couple of years with them guys. And um, I'd say we'll just probably set the arena up and just rope. Just, I don't really, I feel like a guy can, a guy can do it too much, mm-hmm. you know, trying to just be so prepared that I think, I mean, I would rather probably just rope, do what we do every day, mm-hmm. 
and then you know rope in that in that arena set up 10 15 20 times a day and then just but for the most part i think just rope normal like we do every day and this keep our horses sharp and you know i think have them working good i think makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. and but i think that's what we'll probably do yeah so what about your horsepower what did you ride this year and um you know is it going to be the same horse you're taking to the finals i think so i rode a uh, great horse i got actually i bought him he come he come from slick robinson first and i think paul traded for him and then Paul sold him, got him back, and then I bought him from that guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, I didn't really get, I didn't, he's a good horse, but he's a little quirky, you know. I didn't really love him at first, mm-hmm. and then took him with me two years ago, and then rode him a lot last year. And then this year, he really, he got more solid, and he really, he really stepped up this year and was worked good for me all year. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably ride him. I rode him in all the setups. Like at Billings, it's kind of small. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And he was pretty good at Cheyenne. You know, I think, I think I'll probably ride him. Gotcha. What do you call that horse and how old is he? I call him Malibu and he's 11, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. He kind of, he's a four sixes horse. Okay. I'm off the four sixes and, but I've had him for, I don't know, maybe two, three years, maybe three years ago I bought him. Yeah. No, that's a cool horse. I know I've seen videos of you guys rope and it, that horse is pretty cool. That horse is, he's really, he really worked good for me all year. There wasn't one time that I can think of where he cost me or anything so that's the bad part is when he messes up it's usually from something i do <laughs> yeah i feel like sometimes those good ones will tell on you which kind of sucks yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh well you know now i i know i've talked to a few people I, not necessarily there's a break from the season into the 2022 season um what are the next couple months gonna look like for you uh i'm gonna go home I'm going to go home to Illinois for a couple of weeks right here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm coming back for like the, uh, the capitalist, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe another open VIP roping in Hamilton or something. The 12s come back for those deals. And then, um, rope horse futurity. I got a couple horses lined up to ride at that deal and maybe got to help some people. So I think that's the next weekend. And then, I haven't even really looked at it much after that. Uh, I know there's always quite a few ropings and stuff this time of year. Mm-hmm. It seems like you go to a roping every day if you want to. Yeah, I was, I was going to say jackpot season is going to be heavy right now. I mean, it's pretty heavy yep. all, all year, but definitely these next two months or so. <laughs> yeah, there's so <laughs> many ropings that it's crazy. I love it. Yeah. Well, I know I uh, I talked to Coy a little bit. Are you going to be joining him in Arizona before the before NFR? Or? Yeah, I think I went. I've went the past couple of years. I went last year, and I would like to go again on our way, kind of mm-hmm. go to. I don't even know. Maybe end of no kind of end of November, last couple of weeks in November, or something there. 
I think you can go to five or six for sure, maybe more. I'm not 100% sure, but. <laughs> yeah, nope. There, like you said, there's a ton to do. So, um, yep. and a lot of preparing for that little yellow building. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to save some time to practice in there sometime. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Oh, well, Doug, I so appreciate you letting me uh, take some of your time up today. Watch, learn, be inspired. A horse lover's dream is streaming to a smart device near you this fall. Horse Week, brought to you by Bowringer Ingelheim, is coming October 3rd through the 9th, 2021. Riders and horse lovers of every level and discipline will enjoy profiles of incredible equine athletes, storytelling that celebrates the horse-human bond, heartwarming tales of horse heroics, and advice from world-class trainers like Trevor Brazil, Patrick Smith, Larry D. Guy, and more. Tune in from the barn, office, or the comfort of your couch. Equine Network is making it easy to watch the week-long celebration from any smart device. Visit horseweek.tv for more information. That is H-O-R-S-E-W-E-E-K dot TV for more information. And it's free.